Good morning, church, uh, and welcome to a special day here at First Baptist. We're glad that you're here this morning. Uh, I have the opportunity this morning to introduce uh, uh, Stephen Street and Reagan DeVries. They are uh, members of our friends uh, from uh, Misty Creek across the street. And on this special day for Pastor and Jeannie, um, would, you, uh, would you welcome the Pastor Street and Reagan as they come and share a gift with uh, David this morning? Would you make them welcome, please? Thank you, Mitch. I am Stephen Street. This is Reagan DeVries. Reagan's a part of our leadership team with the Creek Community Church. I'm the senior pastor. And uh, we have a service starting right now as well. So we will be brief this morning. But I just wanted to come over and, first of all, uh, thank you as a congregation uh, for your support of Missy Creek Community Church. Without you and your prayers and support, we would, we would not be there. So thank you. And also, I uh, want to pay homage today to your, your pastor, uh, Reverend David Chivers. Um, he has been such an influence in my life. Um, when I come over to visit him, we get together about once every other week. I come over to his office and I walk in the door and he'll say, there's my pastor. He refers to me as his pastor and I refer to him as my pastor. And we have a have a beautiful relationship and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for our service to God together. I'm thankful for our service uh, to this community together as his two congregations. And our congregation just wanted to uh, to recognize Reverend Shivers and his service and his commitment uh, to serving the Lord and, and serving this wonderful worship community. Uh, these are some letters of appreciation and thank you and congratulations uh, from the congregation and our leadership team. And now Reagan has something you might to say. All right. Good morning. Uh, Harry sent me your uh, butterfly effect sermon uh, this week and I listened to it in, uh, in that algebra class in 1906 with Evan and Maxine. Uh, shivers. It started there. That's where the butterflies started flapping, and it went through your dad, E.B., when he signed my kindergarten certificate here 50 years ago, and on through you, uh, David, uh, giving us to play a place for Misty Creek Community Church. And we just really appreciate all you've done for us. And on behalf of Misty Creek Community Church, we'd like to give you this love offering uh, for you for all you've done for us. We'll, we love you. We miss you, and we'll never forget you. Thank you. 
This day holds many emotions for us. But God's in the middle of this. He's going to bless David and Jeannie. He's going to bless us here at this church. And I just know that's the way it's going to be. But it's going to be an adjustment for us. And thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jeannie, for all that you've done for us for these seven years that you've been here. First, I need to explain why I'm standing here. Seven years ago, when we were searching for a pastor, I was on the search committee. And I knew David. I had met him when he had been here for different things at the church. But I didn't know him like I know him today. And as we talked and as we got to know each other, we realized God's blessings in this. And uh, several times, on the special days, he would be here, but then that would be, he'd be on his way and I had been here. Uh, David pastored several churches, and I, I can't name them all, but I know he's been in several churches, several places, and some of his people even made a trip to be down here on this special day for him. Raise your hand so we'll know who you are. See how many, how much, how many people love But as I thought back over this, and I thought, David's left several churches that he's pastored, and there's always a, a sadness when that does happen. But he's leaving us today. And I think it's a lot different than probably any church he's ever left. He grew up here. His dad was pastor here for many years. His mom was involved in this church. And the other churches didn't have that situation with David like we have. And I know that he holds many happy memories from his childhood here. He was very blessed. Um, and then there's Jeannie. What would David do without Jeannie? <laughs> I've thought many times, she works harder than <laughs> Sorry, David. <laughs> But we love Jeannie too, just as much as we love David, and we wish them well, whatever they do. I'd like to just add a little bit of information about how I got to know David's dad. It was really, really impressive to me through the years. This was how many years ago that he was pastor here? How Anyway, I did not know him. I had seen him when I'd be in and out of this church. I grew up in another church. But I worked at Sandy Springs Hardware up at the corner. And every Monday morning, Dr. Shivers came in the hardware store. And I understand his Monday morning routine was to visit every business in Sandy Springs. And I had a little office in the back corner of the showroom that was just a wall around it with a door. There was not a door there. He would come in and stick his head around the door and he'd say, Good morning, Helen. Can I do anything for you today? Can I pray for you today? And we would get in conversation sometimes and I got to know him on that level. He was a very special, special man. 
church here was blessed with having as long as they did. Um, let me check my notes a minute so that I'm not losing anything. Uh, can you imagine that? Let me go back and explain Sandy Springs a little bit. As far as I could remember when I was thinking about the notes here, there was probably 10 businesses from Mount Vernon Highway to where 285 is now. And I could not even begin to count the businesses that Sandy Springs has now. It's a totally different place than it was when his dad was here. But he visited every one of them, I understand, on Monday morning. And he was a blessing to me because I got to know him in that way. Those were the good old days. How many times have you heard us, heard that, or we've used that in ourselves? Those were the good old days. And I'm grateful that I got to know him. David, thank you for being our pastor for these several years. Uh, I think about when you leave here, and I might have already mentioned that, that it's going to be different than the other churches you've left because of your connection to this church. And we're glad to have you that connected that way. Thank you so much for being here. And God bless you as you go from here. In Jesus' name. Just a couple of announcements. Uh, really, prayer requests. I didn't get to do that. Uh, please remember uh, Allison Barnwell, Pam's cousin, uh, 43 years old, going through cancer treatments. Uh, Lisa O'Dell, my neighbor, who sits right about here, uh, recovering from her surgery. Everything went well. She might come home tomorrow, and so that's good news. Uh, continue to remember Gene Paulus and his hospice. Uh, and Rankin Brown is Joyce Gray's brother, who's in the hospital uh, waiting diagnoses, perhaps has cancer, uh, and they're praying for his salvation. So Rankin Brown. And also would encourage you to please remember uh, this crazy world. Uh, we, this, it just points to meeting Jesus, so we pray for revival in this world. Uh, do have family here, and I'm thankful for for. My favorite brother and favorite sister-in-law and favorite nephew <laughs> <laughs> and his family, but he's not here. And my son Taylor is here, Stephanie and Jackson. And obviously, Jeannie has always been with me. And Ellen, expecting child, a little nervous about being in crowds, is watching online today. And, uh, and Charles, and, uh, I love them. Uh, dear friends from Illinois and Indiana, Danny and Alice Beach are from Indiana, uh, the town of Holton where I lived in uh, for 15 years. They were neighbors and dear friends still are. And their favorite daughter, Jennifer, and their favorite daughter, uh, Jesse, are with them. Jennifer's husband, Brent. Uh, I married Brent and Jennifer. One of the prettiest weddings I ever did at a covered bridge in Indiana. Uh, 19 years ago coming up, their three children, Allie, and Connor and Brendan, and we're so thankful for the trip they made. I uh, got here last night, they're leaving right after church, and, and uh, I really appreciate it more than I have words to tell them. And thank you for being here. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, I am 
going to do a sermon. It's it's a uh, it's a rerun. Uh, I did this in 2016 for homecoming. Uh, Reagan mentioned a little bit about it. I'm glad Reagan was quiet and didn't do too much of my sermon. But I showed you this book four years ago. It's old and it's tattered and it's written in as students do. As you flip through here, uh, it explains where I came from. And no, it's not a genealogy book and it's not a biology book. It's a math book. Uh, high school algebra printed in 1906. Uh, it belonged to my grandfather. On my father's side, E.B. Shiver Sr. or Evan. On page three, my grandfather, who was sophomore, junior, senior in high school, wrote an algebraic equation that explains where I came from. And here's the equation from page three. <laughs> Evan B. Shivers, Maxie Dickerson, Hawkehurst. Now the third lovers meant a little different in 1906 than it did today, but yes, they were married. Maxie became my grandmother. I wonder if they met in that algebra class. I, Don, I don't know where they met those days. It was over 100 years ago. Four children ago. Bud, Bob, Tom, Holly. I think 17 grandchildren ago. Dozens of great-grandchildren ago. I have, I have no idea. And how many great-great-grandchildren there are, I do not know. But this is the most recent great-grandchild that was born to that union. Emerson, my granddaughter, is the latest in the lineage. And if that meeting had not happened a hundred years ago, she would not be here. I would not be here. Don would not be here. Jordan wouldn't be here. Madison and Jacob wouldn't. Tyler wouldn't be here, Jackson wouldn't be here, Annabelle wouldn't be here. Our family, as we know it, would not be. So the question that I have from what I see here is was that algebra class romance a coincidence? Is life just a series of happenstances? Have you ever wondered if they're coincidences? Obviously, the best way to figure this out is to go and see what Scripture says. Doesn't matter what we think, matters what God says. And in this, I find the word coincidence one time in the New Testament, just once. And you know the story very well. And if you're like me, you've missed the part about coincidence. It's in response to the question that was asked of Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus begins to tell the story of the Good Samaritan. And it begins this way. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him and beat him and went away leaving him half dead. But we see a different translation here on the screen from Young's literal translation. It puts it this way. And by coincidence, you ever notice that? And by coincidence, a certain priest was going down in that way, and having seen him, he passed over on the opposite side. 
The New Revised Standard Version puts it this way in Luke 10.31. Now by chance, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. By chance. By coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. Do you? I refuse to believe in it. In Luke 10.31, the word coincidence is translated from a Greek word, centurion, which is a combination of two words, son and curios. Son means together with, curios means supreme in authority. So a biblical definition of coincidence, this coincidence, would be what occurs together by God's providential arrangement of circumstances. What occurs by God's providential arrangement of circumstances. So one translation of Luke 10.31 could begin this way. According to divine coincidence, a certain priest was going down the road. I like that. According to divine coincidence. I truly believe that algebra class from 1906 was a divine arrangement. And our lives are filled with it. And we could all come up here and tell those stories about those coincidences that have occurred. I use the coincidence word as meaning God's arrangement. Many of you have heard of the butterfly effect. It began as a doctoral thesis written in 1963 by Edward Lawrence. And he theorized that a butterfly might flap its wings, moving molecules of air into motion. And that in turn moved other molecules of air and eventually becoming able to shift weather patterns on the other side of the world. In 1963, the theory was looked at as ridiculous. And the New York Academy of Science said so. It was hogwash. But in the mid-90s, physicists around the world working in concert authenticated the Lorentz hypothesis, commonly called the butterfly effect. It's now been granted the status of law. Lorentz theory has now been named the law of sensitive dependence upon initial conditions. Sensitive dependence upon initial conditions. I like the butterfly effect better. So every action has its consequences. Sometimes it's obvious, sometimes it's not. I found this this week about obvious consequences, how our actions trigger other actions, and since my friends from Indiana are here, I had to use a basketball illustration.
Where are you from? He said, Indiana. He said, where in Indiana? He said, oh, you've never heard of it. I said, try me. He said, well, it's near Columbus, Indiana. I said, well, okay, we're in Bartholomew County. What town? And he kind of looked at me like, what? He said, I'm from a little town called Hope, Indiana. I said, I know where Hope is. My son's first car, Sunbeam Alpine, came from Hope, Indiana. He didn't give us any special treatment, but we were friends, and he was very kind to us. Guess who came to my office this past week? Another fire inspector. I'm thinking, great, shut down my last week of work. Don't do that. And so the other one comes in. I've never seen him before. And that's the same thing. Where are you from? Wouldn't know where I'd ever been. And so I said, well, it's interesting. Let me tell you my story about your boss, Jesse, coming. And he said, you know, my grandparents lived in a town called New Albany. You know, New Albany. I said, I lived in Henryville, just in Clark County. And so it happened again this week. Flat, flat. A few years back, our homecoming speaker was Foley Beach. Foley is now the Archbishop of the Anglican Church of North America. What's an Anglican Archbishop doing, doing our homecoming? He grew up in this church and the youth group was baptized here. And he's still flattened. Some of you grew up in an organization called RAs. Remember RAs, Royal Ambassadors. The girls went to GAs. But the boys had RAs. Kind of a Boy Scouts for churches. In 1962, two 12-year-old boys had a project for RAs. Steve Bennett and Don Shivers, who's sitting right there, made a sign advertising First Baptist Church of Sandy Springs. This was before ordinances and getting permission to do anything. They went down to the corner of Roswell Road and Mount Vernon Highway at Burdett's store. Some of you remember where Burdett's was. They just tore that building down. And they had post hole diggers, and they had concrete, and they had their leader, Mr. Combs, who several of you know. And they placed that sign at the corner of Roth Road and Mount Highway right by Burdett's. I wonder how many people saw that sign and came to this church and felt two 12-year-old First Baptist Church has flapped its wings for a long time, and many of our lives, Helen and I agree, have been forever changed by the ministry of and so what we does, what we do really does matter. So here's the question. Does this mean that what I do today will send waves a hundred years from now if this world tarries to Emerson's grandchildren, my great-grandchildren? <clears throat> Exodus chapter 20 says it does matter. The second commandment, beginning in verse 4 of Exodus 20. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and the fourth generation of those who reject me. But, showing steadfast love to the thousandth generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So our decisions can either matter in the negative way or the positive way, depending on how we let God work in our lives. Our daily decisions have consequences, eternal consequences. The poet Robert Frost said, I shall be telling of this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. 
Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. Let's see, where is it? I brought another problem. My varsity letter. My. You learned a varsity letter in high school, Sandy Springs High School. Some of you that knew me growing up are surprised that I own a varsity letter. No, I did not buy it anywhere. I earned it. And it's really out of character for me to do something like that, to try out for a team. But I think I received this in 1975. Sometimes around the mid-70s, a new sport came to Georgia. It was called soccer. Woo! <laughs> And nobody really knew what it was, and they had tryouts, but there were no cuts. The reason I made the team, there were no cuts. <laughs> and I made the team. And I had a great time sitting on the bench watching the others play. <laughs> I never scored a goal, and I played sparingly. A wasted season of my life, or so I thought until 25 years later. Even as it was happening and when I got the letter, I'm thinking, why did I do this? And I didn't know for two and a half decades. My wife and I had just moved to Holton, Indiana. South Ripley High School. We have alumni here at South Ripley High School. Jeannie taught at the high school her first year. And she was on lunch duty with the athletic director, Debbie Jennings. And Debbie mentioned to Jeannie that she needed a soccer coach. And Jeannie said, David played soccer in high school. <laughs> I don't know if I told Jeannie that most of my play was sitting down on a bench. <laughs> and so one thing led to another. And I became the varsity coach at South Ripley High School. In those three years, I got to coach my son, Taylor, and spend time with him. In those three years, I got opportunity to baptize some of the kids and played soccer with them. I married some of them. I'm still to this day here from some of them. I even baptized the principal of the school. Slap, slap. I could go on and on, but I'll end today by encouraging you to make a difference, because it does matter what you do. Oh, by the way, remember those two 12-year-old boys that dug the post holes and put the sign about a mile from here? Ten years later, 1972, a girl and her mother had moved here from South Carolina. They're driving down Roswell Road. And they see the sign and they came here to church. The girl's name was Juliet. She's sitting right there next to my brother Don, the boy that put the sign up. She's been my sister-in-law for 47 years. She married Don 11 years after he put up that sign. You never know. Thank God he put up that sign and we'd have never found anybody for Don. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
John 21, 25 says this, and it is so true. There are also many other things that Jesus did. If every one of them were written down, I suppose the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Isn't that true? In your life and in my life, and in lives a hundred years ago, and in lives a hundred years from now, if this world tarries, God will still flat and show off. So now my ministry changes. In the days ahead, I'm looking forward to sharing these stories through books and through blogs and vlogs and things online. I'll let you know when that occurs. I ask for your prayers as we all continue to make waves as God plans. Let's pray again. Father God, thank you for all you do for us, from boys putting up signs to girls from South Carolina driving by, from friends from Indiana and Illinois that come during a pandemic, for friends from youth that are gathered in this room, to people that have had such a great influence on my life, like the Oswald. Thank you for Helen and her path crossing dads. Oh, the stories that we don't even know about things in our lives. Father, thank you for your blessing and your watch care. And for, for Father doing things that astound us even now. We love you and we look forward to the days ahead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ah, I used to work at Apple. Uh, one of the things that we did uh, when some of them would leave to go on uh, to do other things was we would clap them out. Uh, so for a job well done, uh, if you could all just help me clap out.